Bismillah wa salatu wa salam ala Rasulullah Abad. You will remember some of the Fajr reminders I made here in Matinigo Park in West Springfield. And I was away from the beginning of the, of the fall in Florida. Uh, and uh, when I got back here, the fall is almost over. So uh, I miss seeing the colors as they were changing. Uh, we got some of them from Ashley Reservoir, but now I just want to show you uh, how dramatic is the change. Uh, what were lush green trees are now completely bare. And the ground is littered with uh, with leaves uh, all the way down. It has been raining quite a lot, so that also created some of this uh, leaf fall uh, rather early. But I guess that's part of the game. But you will see how some color still remains. So some leaves are still on top, uh, haven't fallen yet, so some color still remains. And spectacular, I mean, even with the leaves all down, it's a spectacular landscape. And of course, some of the color is still there. Um, and amazing, with that yellow, there's that delicate pink. We have some more coming up. Uh, see that one in the the right forefront there. Uh, SubhanAllah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala huwa al-khallaqul alim. The magnificence of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's creation and his creative powers can uh, can't possibly be spoken about. I don't think I have the power to actually say this or narrate that in any way that does justice to it. But we still try to you know, do the best we can do. And so we can see the the power of the creative, the creative power of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, constantly around us, the whole time. And that's why I keep saying to myself and you that uh, life is full of learning opportunities. And if you have with you, your children, a student, something, life is full of teaching opportunities. And the two are related because every teaching opportunity is a learning opportunity. And vice versa. So it's uh, something that one must be aware of and take full advantage of, uh, and ensure that you and we learn the lessons that uh, Allah Subhanahu wa Taala has chosen to, uh, you know, to present before us. Uh, everyone looks with the same eyes, but as we all know, the eyes are merely cameras. We really see with our hearts. And that is the difference between Basar and Basira, between sight and insight. And uh, Basira is where the learning takes place, not Basar. I mean, everything, everything looks at, anything with eyes can see what you and I are seeing. And for most creatures, uh, or a lot of them, not most, but a lot of them, they probably see it much more clearly uh, than we do. But what they don't see in some cases, if not a lot of them, is uh, the the multiple colors and uh, the uh, 
the beautiful smells and the whole aroma. Uh, I am I am absolutely without shame and without doubt a jungle person, a forest person. And um, that doesn't sound very nice in Urdu, I know. Jungle person is jungli admi. Uh, so which is not particularly polite to say to yourself. Uh, there you go, some close-ups of these leaves which have changed color. Um, I don't know what these plants are called and I console myself by saying that uh, the plants don't know either because after all these are names that we human beings give them. They didn't ask for that name and you know they don't know the name. So um, I'm not trying to justify my ignorance just to go easy on myself. So there you go. This is uh, where I'm standing uh, in the middle of this forest, Metanigo Park, seeing and looking at the Khudrat of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Jalla Jalaluhu. Really, subhanAllah, I mean, I think this is the, the critical thing, and this is the most important thing that we can do to ourselves, uh, which is to know Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And uh, the more difficult situations that we face, and today perhaps we are facing one of the most difficult, at least certainly in my lifetime, the most difficult uh, situation to, to look at, to watch. I mean, I don't for a moment try to imagine or equate my experience of the difficulty with the people who are actually undergoing that difficulty in Philistine. But I'm just saying that, you know, for me, uh, as a viewer, as somebody who is, is um, deeply, who deeply believes in the sanctity of all life, uh, especially human lives, and um, who believes in the, in the, who believes that war is an evil thing, and uh, who believes that it's high time that we really progressed in our thinking by changing the way our society is structured in such, so that we do not have to have wars. Uh, wars happen for only one reason, which is not political, which is economic, and that is to give the maximum ROI, the maximum re return on investment to those who are uh, who are invested in uh, weapons and munitions of war. There is no other reason. Um, there's no humanitarian reason, there's no nothing. It's just this. We are even past the time when wars were fought to conquer territory um, and then to uh, join that territory into colonies uh, so that they would yield economic returns. Uh, we are long way, we, we are just, you know, a couple of centuries past that. That, that, that was the 18th century, we are in 21st century. Um, so wars are not, no longer fought for that reason, for not for conquest of territory, in order to increase the size of the colony or to administer that territory or something. No, wars are just fought because they make money for the people who have investments in the war machine in all its aspects, the manufacture of uh, weapons and weaponry, uh, manufacture of munitions, uh, the you know, mercenaries, uh, 
what they call contractors uh, amazing amazing so the the question is that the question which we should be asking is name for me one single constructive thing that comes out of this out of these wars irrespective of which one it is irrespective of that one constructive thing that comes out of it for the common person for the common man or woman uh, i'm certainly one of them and i think most of you who listen to this podcast are among the common people so if you just ask this question say just name the war randomly right L- write a list of the wars fought in the last even 100 years and throw a dart at it and, and say well what came out of this which was beneficial to the common person and you have the answer and the answer is one single word which is nothing there's a tree on my right which uh, looks like a maple and uh, you see the color of that how beautiful it is and against the blue sky simply fabulous so we need to we need to bring about this change and and truly 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 if you think about that if you think about the kind of investment just numbers so that's why i said it's all about economics it's not about politics it's not about religion although all of these are the smoke screens behind which wars are fought uh, people tell try and tell you that this war is being fought for uh, religious reasons or it's being fought for these great and amazing ideals of justice and freedom and what not all of that is complete unadulterated uncyclable garbage wars are fought for one reason only economic and that economic also doesn't even translate to benefit for the common people of the countries which are involved in that war soldiers go and die those who come back nobody cares a hoot about them drive on the roads in america and see the number of homeless people who will have a sign saying i'm a i'm a veteran why is a man irrespective we we are not talking about was he you know, fighting a just war or was he fighting a unjust war or, you know was he uh, virtuous and righteous doing that or not we are not talking we just saying that why is a man or woman who fought in a war for their nation who suffered in that war came back probably with uh you know uh, all kinds of uh, psychological issues why is that person living out of a shopping cart on a street corner begging for money why i mean what more is required to show somebody's loyalty to the nation than the fact that that person enrolled in the army and put his life on the line for what he at least what he thought was for the nation uh, what he didn't realize that it was for the benefit of the billionaires who sell war munitions whose sons and daughters did not stand shoulder to shoulder with him in that fight uh they were busy counting money money being made because this man and others like him put their lives on the line for this war to be to be persecuted for this war to happen <sighs>
Um, so think about that. Even people who are deeply invested and who have literally put their lives on the line for the war, what are they getting out of it? The short answer is nothing. So what do you think anybody else gets out of it? Nothing. And this is the whole, this is the whole futility of it. And I really beats me why uh, the people of the countries uh, don't rise up and say no war. I know it's happening in, in uh, spurts in some countries, but people are, you know, saying ceasefire, and no war, and let's, let's get out of it and so on. But I think we need a lot more of it, a great deal more of it. One of the joys of democracy, and I wouldn't exchange democracy for anything ever, really. I really have no um, alternative uh, to democracy. But one of the joys of democracy is that you can actually raise your voice, you can protest, you can write, you can speak, um, and you can do that with relative safety and impunity which you cannot do in a dictatorship. Um, but also what seems to be so stark uh, and clear today as I speak to you is uh, sometimes I have to remind myself not to, uh, you know, give up speaking and talking because also what seems to be quite stark is how powerless these masses are. As I'm talking to you, there are two cardinals, there's a Mr. Cardinal and a Mrs. Cardinal in those trees. Spectacular, but I think again we go back to the issue of the cameras. Um, so anyway, to come back to the point I was making, um, also what is so clear, despite the fact that we have this, um, the fact that democracies give people the power to express themselves, uh, also it seems as if sometimes this expression does nothing. So, surely, despite that, I wouldn't, I wouldn't exchange a, a democracy for any other form of, um, of, of government or any other form of, uh, you know, governing a nation. But uh, I really have to wonder at the powerlessness of uh, people, uh, despite thousands and thousands of them demonstrating and uh, begging for peace and for ceasefire and for humanitarian aid in Palestine, for example. Um, as I speak until now, that has not happened. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to, uh, to change that situation, to bring about peace, to give solace to the hearts of all those who have been bereaved and to create a system where people do not need to be bereaved in this way. Uh, let us stay with losing our near and dear ones to natural causes and not to causes that are created by us. Rabbana zalamna anfusana wa illam taghfir lana wa tarhamna lana kunna min al-khasirin. Amin ya Rabbi.